Welcome everyone to the Cardano Effect podcast, episode 12. The purpose of this podcast is to take high-level developer information and projects that are occurring within the Cardano sphere and break them down into bite-sized, consumable pieces of information for everyday use. I'm your host, Philippe, and let's get this podcast started. So I first want to start off this podcast by saying that Sebastian will not be joining us today. He is on business conference right now, so we will see him in a week or so. But it's Rick and I, and we do have a special guest who Rick is going to be introducing shortly. I want to thank everyone for all the support, all the support on Reddit, all the support on Twitter, all the support on YouTube. Our, our numbers are doing great. And I want to preface this by saying, if you haven't subscribed to our channel yet, please subscribe. It really helps us out. It really helps us broaden the message and broaden the community. And any p- potential people that may be in, interested in Cardano in the future are going to have an easier time finding this podcast channel. So please do that if you haven't subscribed already. Um, you know, the purpose of today's episode, we're really trying to get a mix of people from IOHK from that are involved within the Cardano project. So we're focusing on the developers, we're focusing on the business side, we're focusing on the marketing side, we're focusing on the recruiting side. We want to get as many people as possible to get a very clear picture of what is going on within IOHK. I also wanted to give a quick shout out to the the, the recent article that came out um, regarding the GitHub commits and Cardano was actually proven to have the most the, the highest number of GitHub commits within the past 12 months. So that is wonderful news. So everyone who is leaving comments saying that Cardano is not doing anything, please check the GitHub commits. And I'd like to finish this off by saying that None of what I say is financial advice or none of what we say is financial advice or should be taken as such. If you need a financial advisor, please seek someone out who is qualified to do so. If not, you know, you are your best financial advisor, but none of what we speak about is financial advice at all. So with that being said, I'm going to pass the mic over to Rick. Rick, how are you doing today? Hi, Philippe. I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. And uh, I'm very glad to be here today on the Cardano Effect podcast. I just want to remind our viewers and listeners that the podcast is available on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Libsyn. Just yesterday, we added Radio Public. And in a couple of weeks, we'll be adding another big one. So we'll let you know whenever that comes out uh, in, in a few weeks here. I also wanted to give a shout out to one of our users on the Cardano forum, uh, Tuan Lam, who made a really cool diagram. I'll put it up behind me, although uh, it might be difficult to see. You can see greater detail of this diagram over on the Cardano forum at forum.cardano.org. And uh, I posted a link in Telegram, and there's also links on other forms of social media, so you can get a look at it. And this diagram is really cool. It kind of shows the big picture of the Cardano ecosystem. Tuan Lam called it a mind map. Uh, it has all kinds of great details, you know, and if uh, I had my way, if I could look at this diagram, it's like a, a rocket ship going to the moon, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Just kidding. I had to throw that in there. <laughs> but it's very cool. And it has lots of detail on there. So just wanted to let you guys know that that, that is uh, my community shout out for today. All right. So today we have a special guest, Mr. Daniel Friedman of IOHK. He's a business development 
Um, and I, I got his bio here. He's been around for a while, so he has a very big bio. And I just want to read through this real quick for our listeners. Uh, Dan Friedman started his professional career in 1999 as a developer for a San Francisco-based software company, TwoBridge, one of the pioneers in web content management systems. In 2001, Dan continued his career with Java, C, C++, Oracle, and numerous web development technologies, becoming an expert in extreme programming with a special emphasis on Scrum, Kanban, as well as the business side of software development. After moving to Japan... One of my favorite countries to visit. Dan successfully applied his knowledge to the Japanese market and eventually becoming the CTO of an Osaka based software development firm specializing in augmented reality mobile applications. Due to the huge popularity of cryptocurrency in Asia, Dan became fascinated with the world of blockchain technology and the potential this technology has in the changing world. In 2016, he joined IOHK and currently handles their business development. Dan has been educated in the United States, arriving in Philadelphia in 1989, maintains his uh, native Russian. I guess that's a native Russian language. And is that right? Or native Russian citizenship? Uh, no, no. I am an American citizen, most definitely. But uh, yeah, my, my native language is Russian. That's what I speak with my parents, uh, with my friends, and uh, well, with my cat. Okay. All right. So it's a native language is Russian. All right. And then you've been living in Osaka since 2012, and you speak fluent Japanese. And obviously, you speak fluent English as well. That's pretty awesome. So at least three languages on that list. So uh, Dan, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well in this uh, somewhat cloudy Osaka morning. And thank you very much for having me today. Uh, it's a uh, you know, great pleasure and an honor to, uh, to be with you guys. And uh, I'd like to actually say, first of all, I'd like to really thank you guys for, for what you do for the community, because energizing the community is one of our biggest uh, and, most, and most, important, uh, most important things that we, that we must do. As we all know, the world of blockchain, the world of crypto is very much community based because it's a, you know, distributed consensus in many ways. And so what you do is so important. I'd really like to thank you so much for, you know, for energizing, for engaging the community, for putting something like this together. So uh, thank you very much. All right, you're welcome, Dan, and thank you as well. We appreciate you. Well, we enjoy doing this is what I meant to say. We really enjoy doing this podcast. It is a lot of fun. And so to kind of like, let me start off with the the big picture thing here, I'm I'm not a business guy, um, and you and Philippe are. So if you guys could tell our viewers and our audience here, what is business development in the big picture of things? What does that mean? Well, let me see. Um, what is business development? Well, I don't. Let's start with uh, my personal picture. For me, business development is um, working around the clock. Uh, working in old time zones, uh, capturing opportunities, understanding opportunities. Uh, it's, uh, you know, waking up at 6 a.m. and the first thing you do is uh, you check your email. You stretch your arm out, you look at your phone, you check your email. And the last thing you do before you go to bed, about 1 a.m., 2 a.m., is you do the same thing. You check, you make sure that all the opportunities are followed up on. You have everything organized. Um, that's what that's what it is for me. Um, what it also is for me, in fact, I'll, I'll show you. Um, this tank, you see this empty fish tank behind me. It's empty, you know, because I'm sure that 
somebody, because we, we have a lot of community members that have a, a lot of attention to detail. Somebody will ask, why is that tank empty? Well, I'll tell you why that tank is empty. It's because I have been uh, working so much on business development and traveling so much during this, during this last year that I literally, I bought this tank and I wanted to fill it up and I've been meaning to fill it up. But every time I come back home, there's the next opportunity that you need to go to, the next opportunity to explore, a market you need to open, uh, a new community you need to engage. And it's just an ongoing thing. So, you know, hopefully um, this year um, I'll have some time to actually fill that tank up with fish. Although not in the next couple of months, I think. In the next couple of months, I already have my my plan and my, my travel plans and uh, new exciting markets uh, that we've been that, that we're opening up and we have opened up and um, so maybe sometime in the summer that tank will be full. That is that was an incredible story right there and you know coming from a an investor a believer in Cardano long term, what can you take us through the day in the life of Daniel Friedman? Paint the picture for us. Paint the picture for us as to what you do from from morning to night, and what does that schedule entail? Well, first of all, let me tell you, um, doing business development, and especially in the stage that we're in right now, I never feel this. You know how you wake up in the morning, especially on Monday, and you're like, "Oh God, I gotta go to work. I gotta do work." It, it, no, I don't. It's the opposite. I wake up in the morning, and the first thing I think about is, "Okay." All right, I'm up. Okay, so what do I have to do today? I have to follow up with this guy. I have to send an email to this guy. I have to call this guy. I have to I have to do this planning. I have to do this assessment. So I wake up. Like I said, uh, the first thing I do is I check my emails. I check my messages. Why? Because we are a distributed team and we work all over the world. Um, so just because it's night in Japan doesn't mean it's night everywhere on earth. Uh, it's daytime somewhere else. Um, you know, there's, uh, uh, I get a lot of messages from, from Europe, uh, from the U S because a lot of our, uh, a lot of our people are in, in Europe and says several people, including Charles are in the U S. So the first thing I do is I check messages, check emails. The next thing I do is, um, I answer those messages, in those emails. And then, and only then do I actually start planning out my day. So I sit down and I figure out, okay, who do I have to follow up with? What are my main objectives today? What is the most optimal way to use my time for today? It's all about time management. It's, uh, you know, every, it's, there is no monotony. Um, there is no real routine. The routine is decisiveness and, um, and, pro and progress. That's the routine. So as long as we're decisive in our actions, as long as we're smart and progressing, the routine is, the routine is, is, is good and we're in the right direction. Say, for example, tomorrow. Tomorrow I have to follow up on about uh, 15 different opportunities. Um, I already have uh, about two pages of emails I have to answer. Uh, that's from about a day and a half of not answering emails. Um, I also have uh, to uh, follow up with um, uh, an event uh, that we're putting together uh, in Georgia. Uh, I recently traveled to Georgia and uh, met with the amazing, I mean, everybody's really, really amazing over there. There's a lot of interest in Cardano and blockchain. And so we're actually organizing an event over there um, on the uh, 25th and the 26th of January that uh, will have a, um, a couple of lectures from our top, uh, from our top guys, from our researchers and the, uh, 
at their university, at their main university. Uh, plus, we're going to have a meetup over there uh, at the, um, the Techno Park uh, facility, which is actually a government-subsidized startup facility. It's an amazing facility. I was there um, in November. Uh, it's an amazing facility where the government actually uh, created the incubator. Um, they gave them this, this whole building, uh, and they take startups, and they give each startup a certain amount of money. They handpick these startups. Nobody pays anything. No startups actually pay anything. The government handpicks these startups, and they put them into this incubator. They give them facilities. They give them some funds, uh, and they give them exposure. And they basically incubate these, uh, you know, these uh, all this tech, all these uh, uh, different innovative companies, and basically try to bring them out into, you know, into the uh, the world market. And so, um, one of the initiatives that we're taking over there is to um, to basically help these guys out and to and to kind of boost interest in blockchain technology. And so that's one of the things that I'll be doing over there is uh, having a meetup and talking to all these guys about, you know, what they can do with blockchain tech, what they can do with Cardano um, and the opportunities it has to offer for them. So I'm sorry, it's a little long winded, uh, but my days are really long. My days are, you know, meetings, my days are planning my days are execution of plans, and my days are uh, basically, um, I guess, envisioning. You know, get, envisioning the long picture. Every single day, I think about that. I think about what is the. Uh, I don't want to get caught up in the second by second of business. You want to think in. Um, well. I grew up in the Soviet Union, and in the Soviet Union, we had this thing called uh, the five-year plan. It's a, it's a communist device, and although communists were not very good at business, they're good at oligarchy, but they're not good at business. And, but they did have this concept where you plan everything in five-year um, five intervals. And so uh, that's what I do. You know, I think about what, it's not about what this is going to look like today, what this, what this opportunity is going to look like tomorrow, what is this opportunity going to look like in five years and six months, five years, just really have at least a concept of what these things look like so that you can better understand. You can think, okay, so what is the most optimal outcome? What is the most minimal outcome? And then you can weigh yourself out You know, you can see where do you want to apply your energy to? What do you want to do? What do you not want to do? And, um, well, I guess, um, that's, you know, that's, that, that's how I work. Wow, that's interesting. And, you know, as far as the big picture things, I was just curious, if you don't mind answering a few questions. I was looking on your Twitter, and I saw that you recently had gone to Tel Aviv and, and South Korea. And I do have to say, by the way, you dress like a million bucks when you give presentations. I love your suits and the gold cufflinks and the the vest. I mean, so that looks great. I just got to throw that out there. But uh, how was it in Tel Aviv and South Korea? What was like the big picture um, going on over there? Well, first of all, thank you very much. I, I do love my suits. Um, it's actually something. Well, um, uh, first of all, it's um, I feel like it's my it's my armor. You know, when you go into battle, um, you know, some people go into battle with with slippers and T-shirts and that's fine for them. I'm not judging them. Uh, for me, you have if you ride into battle, you don't want to wear slippers and T-shirts. You want to wear something good, something presentable, something that makes you feel good. 
about your look. And for me, that instills confidence. So that's why I do it. My grandfather was the same. He always wore three-piece suits. He was always very clean, very uh, professional looking, even when he just went out, you know, for, for, for leisure. Yes. So uh, let me start with Tel Aviv. Um, well, Tel Aviv and Israel in general was very exciting. It's, um, it was an amazing trip. Um, it's, an, it's, a, it's an amazing country. A lot of really cool development going on over there. A lot of really cool energy over there. The community is incredible. Um, we were uh, there um, and we were hosted by a friend of ours, Shahaf uh, Bargafen. Uh, uh, he is the CEO of uh, Koti, uh, C-O-T-I. Um, they have their own product. Um, they have their own blockchain product, but it is actually, um, it's, it's very specialized uh, for uh, specific use cases. So uh, we're not really, you know, competitors. We're friends um, and we have been friends for a while. And actually, Shahaf is, is a big uh, fan of Cardano which is why he, uh, he asked us to come out and, uh, you know, help, help us so much with uh, the meetups over there and the meetings uh, that we had over there. So what we did was we had a, uh, a meetup, uh, again, organized by Koti and several other uh, great companies, uh, Marketer Cost, Blockchains 101. And so uh, it was me, our CFO, Jeff Pollock, and uh, Esco Deveris from our... Uh, research group. And uh, so, yeah, it was a great meetup after which we actually had several days of meetings also organized by, uh, by our friends over there. Again, met a lot of really cool projects. Um, very, you know, everything from uh, great projects that can really benefit uh, from the Cardano, uh, from, uh, from the Cardano family of products to um, actually really good partnership opportunities. Uh, these deals are really early in early stages, you can imagine. So uh, I can't really go into them too much, but just take my word that they're really, really interesting and really, um, you know, just really engaging deals. Um, so really excited about that. Um, the next step over there would be to uh, further engage the community, uh, because what happened is, or what happened was, uh, since the, the market downturn earlier la uh, last year. Um, a lot of these companies that came in there and I mean, we're not the first ones to realize the potential of Israel and the, the uh, startup, you know, the startup uh, nation, as they're called. So a lot of companies came in there, um, you know, uh, consensus came in there, several other ones, and they tried to capture the, um, the community. But a lot of these companies, they pulled out uh, because of the market downturn. And that is very unfortunate because there's still a lot of potential and you have to think about it, as I said before, in the five-year plan, not in what's going to happen five months from now, what's going to happen, you know, in three weeks from now, but what's going to happen five years from now, because we're thinking about it in the long term. And um, what, we're, we're, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be engaging this community. Um, one of the first entry vectors into any market that we, uh, that we utilize is through education and through research. And uh, so I plan to put together more uh, intensive uh, workshops uh, that will give people a better understanding of what uh, what we have to offer, uh, what Cardano has to offer, or a suite of products, a family of Cardano products has to offer uh, for them, um, and also engage with the research community because, again, a lot of really great research coming out of there. In fact, the Haifa University is basically the, uh, I, I, I think it is the birthplace of zero-knowledge proofs. 
Um, so a lot of amazing research coming out of there. So that's also something we'd like to capture, maybe work with some people again really early on, but that is the sentiment that we're getting over there. So very excited about that. Uh, the, uh, the next uh, is, well, last but not least, of course, is uh, South Korea. Again, uh, very, uh, again, an amazing market for us um, and an amazing community for us. Uh, Korea is really interested in Cardano. Um, a, lot of, um, a lot of Cardano is you know, changing hands over there. And uh, again, what we need to do over there is engage the community better. I believe uh, that we need to be focused more on the community. We need to come in there. We need to be more present there. We do have some friends over there, uh, and we have had uh, several um, meetups over there. Charles has been over there. I've been out there with Charles, actually, um, uh, once last year. But still, um, more work needs to be done. So what I did was I spoke at a uh, conference over there inside fintech a uh, really nice conference and i'd like to thank them for inviting us out uh, it was a pleasure and uh, also engaged with the community and with the some of the local people over there and how to better uh harness uh the interest and and and, and focus the interest over there and basically give the people and give the community the tools they need to really start engaging in uh in what we and what what cardano has to offer for them because there is interest, but there is a lot of, I'd say, gray gaps of knowledge, you know, and that's what we need to do. We need to fill those gaps of knowledge with information. And I also and I really think that that is a, an, an amazing market and an amazing community. And we uh, and I really, really look forward to working with them. So this is interesting. Where, where's developers? Oh, I'm sorry. Some some folks at IOHK are are training developers. Uh, and then you're more like educating the leaders in business as to what you can offer. Is that how it works? Well, it's actually both. Um, so uh, what I do is I go uh, say, for example, I'm not just talking about that those particular uh, countries and those particular markets, but in general, um, if I if I go and uh, open up a new market, I go to a country that we don't have a presence in or we don't or have minimal presence in. I look at the market because of well, you know, I do business development, so I know how to develop business. Um, I go over there and I look at the community and I see what they need. Do they need more developers? Do they need more uh, knowledge of uh, business opportunities? Do they need both? Do they need something else? How can we utilize what they already have? Um, how can we how can we boost what they already have? Like for example, uh, in Georgia, there is already a lot of good tech knowledge, and there are a lot of really good developers, but they are not really you know blockchain developers. So what do I need to go over there and do? Um, you know, just to go over there and start teaching people the basics of blockchain. Well, that's already been done. They already know the basics of blockchain. What they need to know is how to utilize their knowledge and utilize the opportunity and make it into a practical enterprise. So that's what we're going to be doing over there. And um, so it just it just varies. It varies by market. It varies by community. Um, but I, you know, I do everything. Um, I can go over there and I can say, okay, we need to have a Haskell class over here. We need to just have a general blockchain class over here. Or no, you know what? Here we need to really energize the entrepreneurs and uh, really energize the businesses. Or like in Israel, for example, we need to do all of the above. 
because all of the above are very important and uh, uh, just have a lot of, um, you know, it, it just really excites me, you know, uh, how much uh, how much there is to work on. Daniel, I have a follow-up question. So we had Professor Wadler a couple episodes ago, and you're talking about business development in various countries, various different places in the world. And my question is that Professor Wadler basically said that we're so early in the game as far as Plutus, Marlowe, and the development of Cardano. I mean, we're, we're progressing, but things still have some way to go. So I'm assuming that when you're developing for Cardano in these various countries, you have to present some sort of proposition or use case scenario. And if these use cases aren't specifically defined now, and this is smart contracts as a whole, I mean, it's so early in the game, how do you go about soliciting interest when the use cases are still, it's still, I mean, it's subject to certain creativity and you have to figure out exactly how this applies to this business versus this business versus this business, if that question makes any sense. Yes, uh, it, it does make sense. And it's actually a very good question because, uh, yes, uh, we are early in the game. Yes, we're still developing our, you know, our cool stuff, you know, the stuff that actually the products that actually set us apart from the rest. So yes, uh, the, Dr. Wadler is absolutely correct, and uh, we and what I have to do is what we have, at business development have to do is to really visualize what it is that we're going to be offering, and then connect it to constructs that already exist. Because we're not a lot of times we're not really re, uh, we're not really reinventing the wheel. These are uh, products that are just uh, you know a step up from what was out there. Um, you know we're blockchain 3.0. We're not you know uh, space chain 3.0. Uh, you know it's it, the, because there was already blockchain 1.0 and 2.0. So we're not inventing something new and completely you know so so adverse and so new that people just have a problem understanding the basic concept of it. People already have an understanding. So what I do is I, uh, I work on that. I already talk to them. I see, first of all, what kind of knowledge they have about products that are out there right now. What do they know about smart contract systems? What do they know about uh, different smart contracts languages? What do they know about modeling languages? Uh, what do they know about uh, the different business opportunities that, uh, that can come from using blockchain tech? see why they want to use blockchain tech. Um, that's one of the main things actually uh, that we do with business development is, uh, especially with enterprise, um, what we don't do is shill Cardano. What we always do, and one of the first things we do is we try to figure out if a project, doesn't matter how big it is, can benefit, do they really benefit from using blockchain tech? From, and not, not just our blockchain tech, any blockchain tech, because there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of companies out there that are trying to kind of jump on the blockchain train, but they really don't have a solid understanding or a solid picture of, okay, well, this is actually better if he's blockchain tech than traditional database systems, you know, and uh, ethically, it would not be good for us to really engage somebody in an enterprise project and, and start developing some, uh, somebody's enterprise solution that is not, does not really need blockchain tech. Uh, so that's a really important thing that we need to make sure that blockchain is what they need. And if they don't need blockchain, 
We'll tell them what they need. You know, you guys should really use this kind of system or that kind of system. We'll tell them why. Uh, sometimes we'll say, okay, well, you know what? What you're envisioning is actually not the best way to use blockchain tech. But if you do it like this, then you can use blockchain tech. So connect it to already, uh, already available constructs so that they already uh, uh, the, the understanding that they have. And so I do that, you know, with people, um, I, uh, you know, I ask them, how well do you know the products like Ethereum or Neo or, uh, you know, EOS and whatever, you know, and ask them, uh, what do you feel is the plus and the minus of using those products? And then when I have an understanding of what they want and what they need, I can then say, well, you know what, with Cardano, what you're going to have is actually, you see what you're telling me about ABCD and you don't like about ABCD? Well, in Cardano, we actually have ABCD taken care of in this and this and this way is going to be available, you know, on date X, Y, you know, and um, just kind of progress the, from the knowledge that they have and create a construct and then progress and give them more knowledge and say, look, okay, well, you know, at this particular point, we're going to have be able to cover it with this. This particular point, we have to be able to cover it with this. Um, so it's it, it, it's just all about understanding what the customer wants, what the customer needs, uh, what's available, and what is really the cool thing about what we have available. I hope that answers your question. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And moving forward into the future, you're you're establishing all these partnerships in all these different countries. How excited are the people that you meet? Is your Rolodex full? Are they ready to jump on as soon as Cardano starts providing the exact solution that they that they require? Um, what's what's the response when you when you meet these people? Well, I'll tell you the uh, the response is actually really really good. I hardly hit any skeptics and um, I'm just, I mean, I know it will happen. Uh, you know, somebody out there is going to be way skeptical and we're going to, and I'm going to have to have, uh, you know, have a conversation with them where I'll have to basically come to, you know, with my guns blazing, but I never had that. I never had to do that just yet. Every single market, uh, every single country that we, that we went to, there's excitement. People come to us. A lot of times, actually, people come to us. There's a lot of really exciting projects in the works. In fact, what we have to do at business development is sift through these projects and prioritize them and see which ones make the most sense for us because we don't have unlimited resources at, you know, at IOHK. And we really have to understand what is the most viable projects for us. What is the, you know, what is the lowest hanging fruit, I guess you could say. And then also, because there's so many amazing projects out there and really viable projects, we have to understand, okay, so if this is not the first thing we're going to jump on, how do we still keep them in the Rolodex without them going somewhere else and thinking that we forgot about them? That's also a big part of the job. And um, yeah, just, um, you know, everywhere I went to, um, I never had to go outside and, uh, you know, yell you know come uh, you know get your cardano over here cardano everybody you know it's 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 always the opposite you know it's always people come it's like oh my god you you, you know it's it's um it's actually kind of funny uh i mean recently you know it's 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 been happening less and less but 
when I just started going out to these uh, smaller events and and smaller community meetups, you know, that Charles could make it to, uh, you know, I, I'd come out there and, uh, you know, I'd say that I'm from IOHK and uh, I represent Cardano. And uh, I'd get this, just, oh, oh, you got, oh, oh, you're from, it's, uh, you know, it's like we're the snuffleupagus of, of blockchain industry. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, everybody knows about us, but, uh, but people just haven't seen one of us in, in in the real, you know, like in reality, we're like unicorns, you know. So um, that's been that, you know, that's kind of been the reaction out there. It's it's happening less and less and less because we are having a lot more presence out there. Yeah, it's been nothing but really positive and uh, engaging interest, and uh, again, I'm really excited about that. It's a really pleasure to do business with people who are eager to do business with you. I understand. I understand. That's, that's, that's very refreshing to hear. And I think the community will really appreciate that. Um, IOHK is working and you're working and you, I'm sure you have a lot on your plate. Moving on to a quick question that I had as the business development guy at IOHK, how do you measure success? And a follow-up question to that, is what time period are we looking at? Uh, what's your definition of success for Cardano? And what is the time range that we're looking at? And it could just be an estimate, of course, but I know things are moving quickly, so. Well, okay, how do I measure success? Uh, for me, it's impact. And uh, what we actually do is at uh, Business Development, we um, we prioritize our, our projects, uh, the opportunities that we engage in by impact and to see what has the most, the, the highest impact in, in, in all these criteria that we have, the financial criteria, the uh, social criteria. And so how is this, how is this gonna, how does this fit with the company and with the product motto, with, uh, with our mission? And so to me, success is something that fits the most and has the most impact across the board. Um, like, say, for, for example, the uh, initiatives that we're taking in Africa, you know, the, the coffee industry, uh, the coffee industry initiative we're taking over there, that has very good impact, that has a very, very good potential to have an across the board, and across the board, I don't want to say impact, but um, just to, and of course, the book boosting uh, for various parties, for the industry itself, for the coffee growers, for the coffee distributors, for mass adoption of blockchain tech, which is actually a big, uh, a big part of what we're trying to do. Um, so that's that. That is when that project comes to fruition. That would be a success uh, if it and when it comes to fruition, the way we plan it to uh to go um that will be a success um and again you know uh, we will um I'm, I'm looking to do the same thing in georgia uh georgia has um i don't know if you know this or not but um, actually georgia's got a, an amazing wine industry they are um kind of like the, the napa valley of eastern europe and uh, they've been making wine there for a couple of thousand years, actually. They have over uh, 1,500 different uh, kinds of grapes over there. And uh, Georgian wine, it was actually really uh, famous across the Soviet Union. Uh, you know, Stalin 
was was always uh, was known to be a lover of. I mean, I, I know that's not the the best endorsement for for, for anything, <laughs> but you know, he was the uh, he was the big guy over there. So the big guy drank you know drank Georgian wine, but it was really popular across the Soviet Union, across Eastern Europe, and now it's getting into Western Europe. It's uh, it's popular with the Russian community in in the U.S. and um, they're basically having the same issue over there uh, as the Ethiopian coffee industry is having. Is basically there is no equality of opportunity across the board because of uh, the processes being siloed and and lack of transparency. And uh, what I am looking to do and what we're looking to do over there potentially is to bring the same kind of solution uh, that we're bringing to the African and the Ethiopian coffee industry to uh, to Georgia. So to make a long story short, um, and to sum it up for you, success is is uh, positive impact across the board, and success is adherence to the mission of Cardano. The most best adherence to the mission of Cardano, the most fulfillment of the mission of Cardano, and the best impact. Uh, and can you repeat the follow-up question, please? The follow-up question was, what's the what's the time period? I know that's uh, an ambiguous question. And it's hard to see at this point. But you were mentioning something about long-term. You're, you're looking five years in advance. Is that where is that what you're looking at as the time horizon for these projects to roll out? Well, let me. Um... Let me tell you, um, I lived in uh, Los Angeles for a long time. I know it's a bit of a tangent, but uh, you'll—I'll I'll come back into it. Trust me, and I'll—I'll you know maneuver back into it. Um, I lived in Los Angeles for almost ten years, and um, I took some acting classes over there. It's actually acting and voice classes are actually really good uh, for uh, for anybody going into business development because it helps. It's not—it's not about being on TV being on film. It's about knowing yourself, uh, knowing how to um, conduct yourself, how to um, how to carry yourself, how to carry your voice, how to carry your body, and how to present yourself to, uh, to the people that you're with. And in business, that's very important. And so my acting teacher, uh, he, uh, he said, he always said that it takes 10 years to make an actor. Meaning that uh, from the time you start acting to the time you actually become uh, a professional, a seasoned actor, it takes 10 years. And that's actually, it's true. Um, because even with actors that get, fa- they get famous right away, uh, you can see that if they last for 10 years, the, the guy, like for example, Keanu Reeves, look at Keanu Reeves. You know, Keanu Reeves, 10 years after Bill and Ted and Bill and Ted, you know, two different <laughs> Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Um, just, just like with everybody else, you know, it just takes time to get seasoned. Well, the same is true, but what he also said is it doesn't mean that you cannot work within that time. It doesn't mean that you're going to be successful within that time. And so that the same kind of goes for us. Uh, yes, I think in five-year plan, uh, constructs, but it doesn't mean that we have to wait five years for something to happen. Some things are happening in the next few months. Some things are happening in the next year. Some things are happening in the next five years. All of these things are going to be exciting. Uh, in fact, the things that are going to be happening in the next few months are going to be very exciting. Again, I'm sorry for being vague, but I just cannot make any announcements. Uh, but I would say that uh, the, the projects that we're putting together and the opportunities that we're working on are 
very significant. And it is probably with companies that you know very well and brands that you use very well. And I believe that you'll be very excited when you hear the announcements uh, uh, about about what we're doing with with all of these with all these enterprises. Well, I'm excited just to hear announcements about announcements. No, <laughs> I do have a question. I know we we, get, we hear that from viewers and people on Twitter, and we'll say, "Hey, are you making an announcement about an announcement?" Yeah, I'm glad that you absolved yourself of that and said, "I'm not going to make an announcement about an announcement." Um, but you know, I learned a lot from you already, a lot just during this podcast. I thought business development was going to be a lot of board meetings and looking at charts and talking to the big wigs and stuff like that. But it sounds like uh, business development also involves exploratory surgery where you got to kind of go out there and get your hands dirty and figure out what's going on. And so I, it leads me to a question to say, what is the funnest thing about business development? What do you really enjoy doing? Well, Yes, uh, you are correct. Uh, many things do involve uh, uh, do involve getting your hands dirty, sort of speak. And uh, I tell you personally, what's the most exciting thing for me is the exploratory uh, aspect of it. Going out to a new market, going out to a new country, and really, I get on the ground. Right, I land, I get out, I take about a day to kind of breathe this country in and to understand what's going on in this country and to really start to understand and put together the opportunities there are uh, for, for us and for the industry in that particular country, in that particular market. That is what is the most exciting thing. It's this feeling of you know, of, of coming to a new world and exploring a new world and starting these things up. And of course, you know, carrying these things through all these ex initiatives through is very important. Yes, it's very important. But for me, the most exciting thing is the finding of a new opportunity to the understanding. And the, I, I get to a country and I get, get over there and I speak to a couple of people and that feeling that comes to me is like, wow, there is a lot of cool stuff going on over here. And then all these ideas start popping into your head. Okay, we can do this and we can do this and we can do this. We can take this part of Cardano and actually plug it in here. We can take this part of business development, plug it in here. That's what excites me, uh, amongst other things, of course. That was a great response. Great response. <laughs> You, it's 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 very refreshing to see when you when we, we've been interviewing we've had this is episode twelve and we've had several guests and it's very refreshing to see the IOHK employees and people that are involved with this project are just as passionate, if not more passionate than all of us you know investors that are sitting in our house waiting for things to happen and um, reading the news constantly. But you have people that are working for this project that are truly passionate and truly want to move the stick forward. And that's that's wonderful to hear. And um, I would like to go back to what you said previously. And um, I didn't make it. Um, I know that, you know, you're a business development guy. You know what's in the works more than the average person. And uh, you're under certain NDAs and there are certain things that you can't release. But um, it just people are not aware that IOHK is working behind the scenes. You're working, you're developing partnerships and 
they will come to the light eventually. People just have to be patient and understand that these processes, they need to be fully fleshed out before just announcing. We all know other crypto projects out there that, you know, they don't even have a partnership and they're already claiming partnerships. And that turns out to be a lie afterwards. So I like how Cardano is doing it when things are solid and it's in writing. That's when that's when it's going to be announced. Um, I don't know if you wanted to say anything about that, Daniel. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, yes, I would like to say something about that. Um, one of the biggest issues, and one of the reasons why the market deflated, was precisely what you just said. Uh, they were hype announcements. You know, uh, companies would go out there and they would make this hype announcement. Oh, we got a partnership with you know, God, you know, God is going to be using the blockchain X to do all of his God stuff, fire token, you know? And then of course, you know, all these people's like, Oh my God, I know God. I've spoken to him before. He's going to be using blockchain. I need to buy this token because the official God token and, uh, and people will just go and buy these tokens and without understanding what these companies do, and uh, then, of course, you know, and then uh, God would say, "Is like, wait a second, no, 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 I didn't, I, I didn't say that." And he's like, you know, throw a lightning bolt at you, and uh, you know, things just go down downstream, and um, that's not good. Uh, what there needs to be is substance, and that's what we are. We, I guess, we are the anti-hype. Uh, so I've seen, I've seen people's um, comments and responses, and saying, well. You guys don't, uh, you, you know, you guys don't make these big announcements and you guys don't uh, do this, don't do that. You guys don't have, you know, you guys don't market, you guys. Well, we don't make premature announcements. When we make an announcement, okay, we want, we don't want to lie to the community. Even, even uh, inadvertently lie to the community. We want to be straight and we want to be honest and we want the community to take our word for what it is, instead of having to, you know, to say like, well, you know, these guys said that before, but, you know, at last time it was BS. And uh, so it's probably going to be like 50-50. We don't want to be in that particular category. When we make an announcement, that announcement is serious. And um, yes, we do have a uh, nice uh, business development department. Uh, we, have, um, we have several members uh, in there. We have uh, weekly meetings. Uh, we have weekly meetings with our, with our enterprise team. Uh, so there is definitely, I mean, our uh, executive vice president, uh, Diane Shepers, a wonderful lady. Uh, I'm really excited to work with her because she's really bringing, you know, shape and form to business development in this country, really shaping it up on a such a high level where you can just see that, yes, if we just follow through with this, it'll be huge, you know. And... Um, Yes, we are engaging in, 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 in business development every week. We have a team of business development that's growing. And uh, there are a lot of different exciting opportunities out there that we're working on. And uh, very soon, you will start hearing about a lot of these opportunities. And I believe that they will, you will be very excited. It's not going to be one of those, uh, they're doing the what with the who. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's, can I bring up something along that lines too, as far as the, your business development marketing is? I noticed with with IOHK and Emergo, when it comes to software development and security, they are very 
open and very transparent. And that's what the community wants to see. So I want to bring up a point of contention that I see in the community is they always want transparent, 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 which I agree with. And I think that's awesome. On the engineering side and on the security side, transparency is very, very important. But make sure I understand it correctly is if you're transparent about your marketing strategy for the future or your business strategy five years from now, if you publicize that to everyone, your your competitors will steal it, won't they? You know, uh, you know the phrase, um, often imitated, never duplicated. I believe that, of course, you know, we cannot disclose every single thing that we do just because what you said, you know, some things are, might be under NDA, some things might be a little too early to, to bring out to the public. Uh, and as I said, we don't want to lie. We want to be honest about what we do. And transparency, ha- it, it, transparency doesn't mean that you have to give everybody a play-by-play. Uh, what you do is you have to give, some, uh, you have to give people transparency about, your, uh, about what you do when it actually takes shape, when it's actually something that is actually rolling, you know, it's viable, it's in the process. Um, and uh, no, I don't believe that anybody can really steal from us. I don't really think so. Because, well, are they just gonna, are, are they gonna make, you know, carbon copies of all of us and, uh, you know, uh, go out and pretend they're Cardano? What we have is unique, and the uniqueness is not just the product itself. The uniqueness is the mission. The uniqueness is the vision, the team. You know, everybody on the team. Uh, you know, Charles, uh, Diane, um, uh, John. You know, you spoke to John, uh, the director of, uh, of our African operation. I mean, everybody. And I mean, look, uh, and uh, I. If I sit here and start giving shout outs, I'll give t- shout outs to about 200 people because everybody's doing an amazing job. Nobody's sitting there and slacking off. And you can't steal that. How are you going to steal that? You can't. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, I, I can go and get a cardboard box and, and uh, draw a Rolls Royce symbol on it, but it's not going to be a Bentley. You know, it's, uh, it's still going to be a cardboard box. So um, they could try, but I don't believe that, uh, that they will succeed. On uh, yeah, and you're correct uh, about the technical aspect of it. We are transparent about that because that's a lot easier to be transparent about. Uh, because we try to stay with the you know engage with the developer community, with the open source community. Uh, actually, uh, one of the things that I do, um, it, actually, I've been doing it a little longer than I've been doing business development at IOHK. I was actually originally a project manager for the, uh, the, the, the sales, the pre-sale app that, uh, that handled the pre-sale for Cardano. Um, so, um, that, 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 that was my, that was my initial, uh, that was my initial job before I switched over to other things at IOHK. And, um, one of the things that I do is I put together, uh, a weekly technical report, uh, with the help of uh, several others, of course, the team, the uh, uh, the project managers, and uh, several people from our comms department, it's available on uh, on the Cardano.org website. I, I don't know if you might be familiar with it, might not be. Um, that's that's easy. Uh, that's something where I get information, I process the information, I pull out what's interesting for the community, I put it out there. That's more black and white. Um, some things are not just black and white. Some things 
have to be gauged. You know, is this actually true? Is this actually important? Is this actually viable? So yeah, transparency is a, is a tricky thing, but it's definitely important. And um, we try our best to stay as transparent as possible without really overdoing it, if you know what I mean. That sounds good. That sounds good. That was a great response. Rick, I think it's about that time to head over to the Reddit questions. Let's try to get some let's try to get some in. I don't know if you wanted to start with the questions and then we'll we can alternate. Um yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, so I just I wanted to let the Redditors know, thank you very much for putting in these questions. We have some fantastic questions this week. Um, in the past, the questions got a little bit, how would you say, maybe not adversarial in nature, but it's kind of like we have a guest on the show and we invite them on, right? And it's not the kind of questions you would ask someone who you invited on your show, uh, but they are really good questions. They need to be you know, critical and thoughtful and respectful all at the same time. So critical, thoughtful, respectful, and great questions this week. Fantastic. Our first set comes from Reddit user Spoken Legacy. And I'll read through this, and um, then we'll get to the question part of it. But Spoken Legacy writes, I work as a low-level corporate economist for a small bank size-wise, of $2 billion in the Midwest of the USA. We have branches from South Dakota all the way down to Texas. Many of the younger employees and tech staff are curious about the potential of smart contracts and how it could streamline some aspects of bank operations. However, the C-suites is not the most technical-minded. Now, I don't know what C-suites means, but I think that's a part of the business. And granted, a bank this size might be punching a little too high to integrate ADA to our work to work in our operations. So I think they're saying the business is a little bit small. But I do give presentations to the board of directors on economic developments on a quarterly basis. Any suggestions or ideas or concepts that I could use to inform them about the potential that using Cardano would bring about? The board is pretty chill. As in 2017, I gave them a beef presentation about Bitcoin and Litecoin, and they seemed interested in the topic. The question would be true, but I just thought I'd give as much relevant detail as possible. Spoken legacy, your detail level was perfect. So it sounds like they have a small business bank, and they would like to have some advice on how they would present Cardano to the uh, board of directors. Well, um, what I would say is, um, first of all, you uh, really need to think about what uh, use cases uh, are you're looking to basically fulfill by just blockchain tech, not just Cardano in general, but blockchain tech. Because as I said, that uh, as, um, uh, many of the things that we do are just better versions of what's out there. It's not necessarily like we're reinventing the wheel. Some things are that we put together are brand new, you know, it's, it's new concepts. And then some of these things are uh, just, you know, better, you know, like say, for example, the KVM, as, as Charles said, is everything that the Ethereum virtual machine should have been. You have to think about it in that particular construct. So what can ADA offer or what actually ADA is, you know, the native point of Cardano? What can Cardano offer to you? Well, what are you looking to do? Are you looking to uh, work 
some uh, your your inner uh, your inner contract uh, contract chains uh, using smart contracts. Well, then there are several different options for that. Uh, you said that here. I, I guess the uh, the C is for C level. So I guess the execs are not too tech savvy. Well, if you're looking to utilize smart contracts in your particular uh, in your particular organizations for somebody who's not too tech savvy, they could probably use something like Marlowe, which is a modeling language and which uh, it can be used with almost uh, you know I mean just it's 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 pretty much all visual, and the uh, it's not it's not Marlowe itself, but the um, the interface with Marlowe can be used uh, you know just basically as a GUI and just all you have to think about is uh, the logic. Uh, behind what uh, the contract you're trying to pull, put together, you could uh, use uh, Ada itself as a means of uh, consolidation within your within your particular bank, uh, moving moving across funds. Um, you could uh, possibly use, uh, and we can talk about this, one of our um, you know enterprise solutions to create your own blockchain solution. It just depends what you want to do with it. Uh, what I would say is, and this is actually something that I do quite often, uh, the best thing for you to do is, and do not hesitate, please email me directly. And I will. Uh, we will set up a time to, uh, to have a conversation and I can actually get down to exactly what you guys see as the best use case for for your uh for blockchain in your particular organization uh what your needs are uh, in your organization and then i can tell you okay so this the, these particular cardano products are the best fit for what you're do for what you're looking to do so i would say uh yeah just you know give me a call send me an email Okay, I'll see if I could sort that out. That was uh, Reddit user Spoken Legacy, and we'll try to get you his email. I know how to get it. I'll get his email, so I'll pass it along there uh, without making it super ultra-public. And also, I'd like to follow up your comments with uh, something Charles Hoskinson often states is or asks, what problem are you trying to solve? I've heard him ask that before, and that's a lot of times. If someone says, what am I trying to solve? That might help them with figuring out what they would do with it. So we'll get your email out there. So, Philippe, would you like to go with uh, the next one? Sure. Sounds good. So we have a question from Haldane-FRS. It's a three-part question. We're going to focus on question number two because I believe that this was answered earlier. Um, we can't talk about what's going on in 2019 um, they will be known probably later on in this year. Um, but the question number two is, who are the competitors of Cardano in 2019? So I'm guessing that they're referring to other blockchain companies or, or is Cardano in, in a league of its own? Hmm. It's, kind of, it's an interesting question. I'll tell you why. You know, uh, it depends on who's asking and who's looking at it. For me, I believe that we're in a league of our own, and I'll tell you why. Uh, you know, just aside from working uh, for IOHK and working on the project, as you mentioned before, I, I'm a fan of the project. You know, I'm a fan of Charles. You know, he's, he's a personal friend, and uh, he is just—he's he's just a visionary. You know, and um, I've been—I've been around for you know almost 20 years. In fact, this year it is 20 years since I've started in in IT. I've been around a lot of people that talk big things and sound good but they're just full of uh, it <laughs> charles is just it, it's it's amazing you know he's just not i mean it sounds like what this guy must be crazy you know he's talking about these giant concepts these big 
lofty ideas. I mean, come on. And then, you know, you look at it and uh, I'll tell you, and a, a good example is actually my interview with Charles when I was interviewing uh, for IOHK with IOHK a couple of years back in 2016. I interviewed with Charles. Uh, this is back when actually Charles had the time to interview everybody that uh, that joined the company. Of course, at that point, there was about 15 people in the company, including me when I joined, and Charles and Jeremy, the co uh, the, the founder and the co-founder. And uh, you know, Charles was uh, giving me this. It, we spoke for about an hour actually, and he was telling me, "Look, Dan, yeah, you know." I'll tell you, uh, you know, in a, in, 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 a, in a year or so, in two years, you know, we're going to have, uh, and actually he said, in a year, we're going to have uh, like 100 people working for us. And we're going to have, uh, you know, we're going to have uh, one of the one of the biggest blockchains in the world. And it's going to be great. And we're going to have all this research done and this and that. And you know what? And I'm thinking, I'm, you know what? If 20% of what this guy is saying happens, it would be amazing. Fast forward, end of 2017, we've got like 100 people in the company where, you know, uh, it, people know Cardano and I'm just sitting there and like, oh my God, this, th th this guy was serious, like serious, serious, like actually can do a type of serious. That's amazing. And so, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's very, um, very uh, inspiring to work uh, to work in that kind of environment and um i just uh, i just hope that you know personally to keep up that type of energy uh, can, can you can you remind me again that there was another part of the question can, can you repeat that for me um i just said um like who are the competitors um i guess I okay yeah of course of course yeah yeah so yeah, I, I went I went a bit of uh, on on uh, on a fanboy tangent sorry about that um <laughs> Well, of course, the obvious, I guess, competitors uh, are, you know, companies like uh, like Ethereum or like uh, uh, Consensus. Um, I would say Neo. Um, I would say even EOS. Is it a fair game? I don't think so. I really think that what we have to offer is much stronger. It's much more refined and defined. I don't really have to shill. I never shill. Uh, I never go out there and say, "Oh, don't use you don't use company A. We're better because we got blah 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 blah." I, I always tell people, I said, "You know what? Go go try them because I know what the other guys' issues are, and I know how we have we are solving these issues." And all I tell them, I say, "Look, go, go try it. Go, go go work with their system, and then check out what we have. Please come back to me. I don't want I." I It'll sell itself. I don't need to sell you anything. <laughs> and so that's, I mean, that, 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 that's really the nature of the beast. They're, they are the competitors, but it's not a competition, I don't believe. I mean, of, of course, you know, uh, you know, uh, like say, for example, the Neo community has been very good, uh, been very, uh, very nice to Charles. And of course, you know, the, 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 they have a really good product. And I don't want to diss on their product as well, you know, as well as Ethereum. Of course, you know, they're blockchain 2.0. Uh, they did bring a lot of innovation to the to uh, to the field, and uh, we really appreciate that, and we respect that. Just we are the next iteration. Uh, we are the next step up, and uh, so that's why I don't feel like we have to kind of fight for the same, you know, the same. I guess, for lack of a better word, scraps. You know, that sounds good. That sounds good. Rick, next question. Okay, next question. 
Oh, I like this one. All right, this is a good one. So the question is, I, I want to add something to this. Do, uh, from Reddit user Trade Feeds, do you plan to move to Wyoming? If yes, when will you be personally moving? And I would like to add to that as you know, I drove through Wyoming in about 1992, and they still had five-digit license plates. So there's lots of room to grow in Wyoming. All right, so uh, do you plan to move to Wyoming? Uh, well, um, I think my wife would mind that since, uh, you know, she's Japanese and we live in Japan. Uh, if I suddenly moved to Wyoming, she'd be really upset. I personally don't plan to move to Wyoming. Um, I would like to visit Wyoming. I remember last time I was in Wyoming, it reminded me of, uh, of, uh, Mars, the planet. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a beautiful state. No, I'm not moving there. Yes, we are going to be relocating there. Uh, we are going to be a, uh, you know, a 100% American company. And I am excited about that. So, yes to the first part. Yes, we are moving to Wyoming. No, no to the second part. I'm not moving to Wyoming. But uh, if this is who I think it is, I, we will possibly go to the U.S. later this year, and uh, hopefully your kids do are enjoying what we have sent them. Just, just make sure. Just listen, listen. If this is the person that I think it is, don't give the, don't let them just go through the box by themselves. There's a lot of candy in there. Okay, just pace it. Okay, pace it out. <laughs> That was the second part of their comment. It was a personal note to Dan. Thank you for all the snacks and presents you sent my kids from Japan. Thank you, Reddit user Trade Feeds. And I think I've seen you on the forum as well. Thanks for your participation. Philippe. Next question. So this is by user CompSciBorg. And the question reads, I've read that 90% of the ICO tokens were dispersed to residents of Japan. And with you residing in Japan, dot, dot, dot. What developments are currently being made in Japan in regards to relationships with enterprises and developers? Well, um, actually, let, let me first kind of make a point that uh, we did not go ICO per se. So ICO is initial coin offering that is basically uh, what happens when you, um, you know, launch mainnet and then basically then stay, have a, have a sale of your tokens, OTC and uh you know, that, 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 that whole business. Uh, what we did was uh, we did a pre-sale. It was a, um, a pre-sale that uh, was done mostly in Japan. Uh, in fact, the, uh, the numbers, speaking of transparency, the numbers are all available on cardano.org uh, for the monetary policy. And uh, you can all check that out. And uh, you're more than welcome to. And so um, what is going on in Japan? Well, First of all, uh, a lot of the things that are going on in Japan are uh, are very well handled by Emergo. Emergo has got uh, several uh, several very interesting initiatives uh, that they're doing themselves. Um, I am not super familiar with what uh, with what they're doing, so it would be a better question for to, to to ask them. What we are trying to do right now is to uh, work more closely with uh, the regulators. And to uh, to better understand the construct of the actual um, the regulatory construct over there, because it's 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 really it's it's definitely not cut and dry out here. 
Uh, we uh, have re I have recently uh, spoken to a couple of government officials out here, uh, to the Minister of Innovation, plus a few other people. And um, really, um, we're still at a stage in Japan where we're trying to figure out exactly, uh, the regulators are trying to figure out exactly what blockchain is, what crypto is, and uh, how to go about uh, protecting the public without really suffocating development. And so, yes, we are um, uh, at least trying to engage in that conversation with the, uh, with the regulators. Um, as far as um, as far as enterprises, uh, we have um, we've been speaking to several uh, to several enterprises out here. But again, that's uh, that's a that's an America work stream. So uh, we have better question to ask uh, to ask uh, their business development about that. That sounds good, Rick. We have time for one more question. All righty then. All right. Um, looks like we can uh, get a couple in, but the next one. Well, anyway, thank you for for Reddit user Comp Cyborg for the last question. The next question it comes from Reddit user Trader in Canada. First of all, thank you for allowing me to post my questions, and please keep up the good work. Please note, I would rate my Cardano knowledge as basic, maybe low to intermediate on a good day. So my questions may reflect this, and that's perfectly fine, Cradar in Canada, because you're right there with me, all right? So my questions to Daniel are, compared to other platforms in this space, can you tell me how IOHK is doing in regards to business development partnerships? There's three questions to it. How HK is doing in regards to business development uh, partnerships? So I guess this question is complementary to a previous question about competitors, this question is asking about allies. Yes. Uh, so, again, uh, partnerships. We are developing several good partnerships right now. Uh, we have um, we're partnering up with uh, various blockchain associations around the world, actually, as well as uh, other projects and uh, other. Um, other groups. Uh, we uh, we are partnering up with associations in Switzerland. Uh, we are also working with uh, with several partners in Israel right now. Uh, we are going to be uh, working with uh, several companies in uh, in the Caribbean and Barbados. Uh, there are also several very very interesting partnerships that are actually also going to be coming out of Africa. And again, that's something. It's not an announcement about an announcement. It's uh, something else. But yeah, you'll hear about that very soon. So partnerships, what we're trying to do is, again, we're trying to expand the reach of, of what we're doing. So uh, the different partnerships we're, ha we're putting together are uh, community-based partnerships, where it might be an association that is... Uh, that energizes communities, that energizes uh, energizes developers, energizes entrepreneurs. Other partnerships that we're putting together are partnerships with associations that deal with regulators, um, because that is also very important. Uh, so that's also in the works right now. Uh, we're trying to uh, we're trying to engage uh, different associations that uh, that educate their regulators and work with regulators to have a more sensible and more tolerant uh, blockchain and crypto policies so that we can basically further mass adoption. That's, um, I mean, that, that, that's it in a nutshell. And again, this is always growing. You must understand 
every day. It's there's never a dull day working in the Cardano ecosystem. There's always something going on. There's always new opportunities out. There is always new people out there that are looking to do business with us. Uh, there is new partnerships forming every single day. And again, the reason why, and forgive my vagueness, uh, the reason why I'm being vague like this is because, like I said, I want to give you definites when it's definitely done. I don't want to give you half-truths and then have something else, you know, take a deterrent and say, okay, uh, a detour and say, okay, you know what? It's actually, we're thinking it's going to be like this, but now it's actually like this. I think that's counterproductive. I think that people want to know what's going on and they want to know it when it is at a point of where it's solid. You can go on it. You can say, okay, so we got this. And we can just use it as a stepping stone to the next level. All right. Thank you for that. And so that that concludes our Reddit questions. Thank you, Reddit user Cradar in Canada. Uh, Philippe, we also we have a question we often ask. If, how did you get into Cardano? Did you want to go into that? Uh, sure, sure. Well, I'll tell you, how did I get into Cardano? So um, as you might, as, as you mentioned before, I was uh, the CTO of a, of a small company out here in Osaka. And um, it was a very interesting company. We worked with augmented reality, a very different field. I have uh, a friend out here. Um, he's a... Uh, He's a big community uh, guy, uh, a, a big blockchain community guy and crypto guy out here. His name is David. And yeah, he was just nonstop, nonstop about talking about crypto, talking about Bitcoin for a couple of years. At first, I was, you know, kind of almost, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry to say, almost kind of uh, mocking him about it. I said, God, you're, you're just too obsessed with it. You're just, you know, you're, you, you got to take it easy on the, on, on the crypto talk and the Bitcoin talk. Find, find another hobby. But eventually, you know, I started reading about it and said, hmm, this is actually pretty interesting. And actually, at first, I, and I, I am a developer. You know, I, I developed uh, for, you know, developed software uh, for, for a long, long time, for over a decade and uh, for me, you can't just throw, you know, lofty uh, libertarian constructs into the air and hope that I'll catch on to them. It's like, no, 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 no. Okay, I understand what you're trying to do on the social economics, economic level, but I really want to know also, how does this thing work? Like, what does it do? How do you do it? You know, you can't just make something out of nothing. What do you do? And uh, the first struggle I had was actually trying to figure out exactly what the heck is this blockchain i mean how does the blockchain work because there was either these really simple uh basic videos well this is bob bob you know bob is doing this and this is kevin and kevin is doing that and uh the blockchain lets them both decide what's going to happen to their stuff and blockchain this blockchain is like okay yeah thank you that was really interesting but what the heck does this thing do how does it work and then the, on the other hand, you know, I had these videos from, you know, uh, like MIT research and uh, these guys talking these big terms and giant, you know, really smart sounding word salad that again made like, I, guys, I don't know what this stuff means yet. You have to tell me, okay, what is this? What is that? What is, you know, what is off chain, on chain? What is distributed ledger? What is, I know, I know what distributed means at a ledger, but what is a distributed ledger in this particular construct? What does it mean? 
Uh, why is it a blockchain? What's a block? What's in the block? You know, and this this is going back a few years. So it uh, now there's a lot more uh, really good mid you know intermediate material where they don't dumb it down too much. And in fact, a lot of our videos are like that. You guys, uh, if you guys haven't already, please check out our YouTube channel. Uh, we have a lot of amazing videos for different levels of knowledge, uh, from the basics to the very complex, uh, and you know everything in the uh, everything in between. And so eventually, I came across uh, Charles. I saw a few things that he did, uh, especially on, with Ethereum. You know, for the first thing, of course, after Bitcoin, you know, I heard about Ethereum, and uh, you know, and then it's like, who's this Charles Hoskinson guy? And then uh, parallel to that, uh, a friend of mine was uh, actually uh, friends with uh, Jeremy Wood, the co-founder of IOHK, and so um, you know, he said, said they suggested that I speak to uh, to Jeremy, maybe about coming in onto the team and so just one thing led to another and then i found out uh, it was like one of those um you know spontaneous things somebody else told me about it somebody else told me about iohk and within the same week my friend told me about iohk and i met her and then uh, it just opened the stars aligned and so i came and i um basically uh you know I, this was before i knew about cardano i just found out about Charles, I found out about Jeremy, and I found out about what they were doing. And uh, to me, it seemed very cool. I am a skeptic, so I was, uh, I gotta be honest that I, and, and as, I, as I mentioned before, I was skeptical about what they were doing, but I did have faith in them as business people, uh, as somebody who knows what the, you know, who knows what they're doing, have a vision. And uh, yeah, I guess that's how I came to know about Cardano. How I came to know about OHK, and um, I'm really glad that I, uh, you know, that I stayed with the company. And uh, I mean, of course, I had no. Right now, I can't see myself doing anything else. I really can't. Um, I am really, you know, emotionally, spiritually, and uh, financially involved with Cardano with OHK, and I hope to be to do so for a long time. Thank you for that wonderful story. It was great. That was a wonderful story. So thank you, everyone. Thanks to Reddit community. Thank you again for all the support. We're going to wrap this episode up. Daniel, I'll give you the final final words if you have any final words. If not, we'll just end the episode. But we appreciate all of the support. Keep on checking out our podcast. We are trying to make improvements week by week. We are sifting through comments, through our email, through Twitter, through YouTube. Just keep on trying to reach out to us. We are, we are going through everything. Your voices are heard. As I was saying last episode, we have another channel called TCE Clips where we cut little clips of the podcast and put it up for people that do not have the hour plus to listen to this podcast. But we'd like to thank Daniel for joining us. This is the business development side of IOHK and things are looking very bright for the future. Um, I am always bullish on Cardano and I I can't wait to see what the future holds. So uh, Daniel, Rick, if you have any final words, Now's your time. If not, we'll say bye to everyone. Well, um, I just wanted to say um, thank you to everybody who is, who stayed with us, who stuck with us, and who's, in, who's bullish about Cardano, who's bullish about what we're doing, who has faith in us. Thank you very much, guys, because without you, uh, we, we just, you know, we, we would have no purpose. We wouldn't be here. Um, so... And please, if anybody has any questions that I can answer, please do not hesitate 
to contact me. Uh, my information is on the, uh, the IOHK.io website. Um, I'd be more than glad to answer any questions that I can. And please know that, again, yes, as was said before, your voices are heard. Uh, we try to get to everybody. We try to answer everybody's question. And we try to get as much uh, information out there as possible. And uh, also, please do not hesitate to uh, let us know how we can do better. And so thank you very much. Thank you for having me on the program. Thanks, Daniel. Bye, everyone.